Hello and welcome to the brand new educational podcast, The Teachers of Tomorrow. With The Teachers of Tomorrow. With your co-host, Mr. Aldring, otherwise known as Matt. And Mr. Gregory, also known as Sam. And we are here to share our journey, experiences and views on all things education. Hello and welcome back to the latest episode of our podcast, The Teachers of Tomorrow, where today we'll be discussing the topic of teacher well-being and in particular we'll be looking at how workload impacts teachers' mental well-being. But to start with, Sam, we're back, mate. I know. Obviously, meant the, the pilot's gone all right, so happy days. I know, yeah. Like I say, the feedback we've, we've got has been overwhelming, to be honest. I don't think either of us were expecting the, the amount of listeners to tune in, download it, so... Overwhelm me, especially yeah the feedback and like people just gone above and beyond with what they've said back to us. I mean, some of the the level of DL the feedback people have given is yeah it's been classes. Yeah, well I've got a proper excitement from it anyway. Yeah, definitely, mate. I'm like I say, I'm absolutely delighted with what people have said, and I can't thank you guys enough. So for anyone that's listening to this one now and that's tuned in already, thanks so much. Just on that note, what we'll do is we'll give the people who maybe haven't tuned into the pilot our Instagram handles so our Instagram handles are at the teachers of tomorrow which of course is the podcast Instagram handle so hit us up on that equally if you want our individual ones myself Matt is at the alternative teacher underscore and Sam's is at Mr underscore G underscore 14 now if Instagram isn't your social media platform then we are also on Twitter which is at capital T of capital T capital P odd so at T of T pod like I say, get in touch with us. We'd love to hear your feedback, recommendations for future episodes. Um, and to be honest, just if you want to say hi. So, yeah. Hi. Hi. Cheers, Sam. <laughs> um, moving on in terms of the format for this episode and future episodes, we are going to be using this opportunity to set up kind of a mini-series. Um, isn't that right, Sam? Yeah. And throughout that, what we'll be doing is we'll be discussing or introducing new topics such as teacher well-being and then in the future we'll have guests around that subject in different areas of that topic to come on and discuss their specialities or their areas of preference meanwhile we'll also be looking to get other student teachers other PTC students and other teachers as well to come in and offer different perspectives and different insights on subjects around the area and these will be spread out you know sporadically so people who may have missed the first one can go back and and tune into a previous episode before logging back onto and listening to whatever one they would like to. Yeah, I think, well, we both think it's a really, really good idea. We present the example of the mental health and wellbeing, one that we're doing, I mean, obviously we're focusing today on teacher turnover. And workload. And workload, yeah. We've decided to make a mini-series because obviously there's so many different aspects in certain areas that in order for us to produce quality content and to cover as many things as possible, we decided if we do a mini-series, then hopefully uh, we can maybe reach out to more people or cover more areas, whilst not all cramming it into one episode, essentially. And you don't have to listen just to our voices. You can have actual experts on the matters. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the point. You know, We want to get a lot of variety in our content, and I think that the mini-series aspect is a really good way that we can achieve that. Um, and already we've got a really exciting guest lined up around the subject of teacher well-being, which... It's like we... deadline day, mate. <laughs> I know, yeah, transfer <laughs> deadline day. Like Last-minute deals coming in. Jim White. It's a big coup. Uh, I had to wear my uh, yellow tie for that. I know, I think, well. I think I might have to suit up on that one. Um, but yeah, really exciting guest that's confirmed today, uh, which we will discuss later on the podcast. So 
yeah, you have to stay tuned for that. And that leads nicely into sort of the reason why we've decided to do this topic now and start kind of our episodes with this particular subject area. And I know that you're going to talk about particularly our survey feedback um, as well as the effects of COVID and the relevance to sort of the situation that we're in. Yeah, I think um, especially with workload and well-being on our survey feedback, pretty much every single person voted for this to be discussed. So we've gone with what you want essentially because we're not we're not at the point yet where we can ignore you so yeah we've got got to keep the fans happy haven't we yeah, got to yeah. keep the fans happy <laughs> yeah we need we need we need those followers to keep going up for the moment so yeah um, 100% <laughs> yeah so we decided to um discuss this mainly because as well it's quite relevant with what's going on with the pandemic that we've been in but also as well a massive issue within teaching is actually the turnover of teachers and how many of them leave within the first five years. So that is something that we'll be discussing shortly, yeah? Yeah, like I say, you've touched on it there. Teacher turnover is is massive in the UK at the moment, and we'll go on to discuss that in a moment. But just touching on sort of the relevance to why we've done this now, like you say, the survey was overwhelming. People were obviously really aware of teacher well-being, and I think it's because it, it can be relevant to themselves. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. for our situation as PGC students, we felt like it was really important to discuss our sort of views and personal experiences on on workload as a student, but also moving forward is a concern for us because we don't know what it's going to be like in the PGC year, going into classrooms and having to balance sort of master's assignments along the side. So, yeah, it was a really relevant topic for us to discuss both professionally, but also personally as well, I feel. It's quite interesting the things that we've come across whilst we've like, researched on the topic as well, um, some of the data and actually the things impacting on teachers as well. And especially because you look at those things and well, for me personally, it's actually, yeah, I think, oh yeah, that's definitely a reason why that's impacted on me. Yeah, I completely agree. So like you said, Sam, we'll be talking about the research that we've, we've discussed and found ourselves and which is kind of shaped this podcast episode. After that, we'll move on to our sort of personal experiences with workload ourselves managing our own workload in university and then we'll also try and come up with some solutions and potential recommendations away from the episode whether that's relating to educational reform or just our personal and individual experiences so Sam like you say you mentioned some stats that you found which I thought were pretty damning so you should start by I think reading them out and then we can sort of move on negative yeah as always (laughs) My best side to me, that. <laughs> me being a cynic. Well, just before I start, actually, I found like a really, really interesting quote by Mathieu Ricard. And he Def- says... Definitely not the pronunciation, but that'll do. It's Mathieu? <laughs> He's French? He's not Matthew. I've got it down on my piece of paper. Mathieu. Mathieu? Mathieu. Go on. <laughs> um, he says, no one wakes up in the morning thinking, may I suffer the whole day? which I think is quite reminiscent when we actually look deeper into the facts. Jesus Christ, I nearly cried then when you said that. I was like, oh. I know, it was deep. Mate. Right in the fields, that one. <laughs> yeah, so the Department of Education uh, last year in 2019 actually published a document on teacher recruitment and retention, uh, and it found that 20% of teachers within their first year leave the profession. This goes up to 33% after five years, 
and in areas of deprivation or disadvantage areas this has increased further the more concerning thing as well is that studies dating back to 2003 have highlighted these similar stats and figures and yet nothing has changed which is a huge concern considering for example us going into our training year and teaching in unprecedented and uncertain circumstances regarding the pandemic yeah absolutely and you mentioned there about going back to 2003 that's 17 years now and these stats are still going and still being maintained through education across the UK maybe not across the UK but certainly in England and I think if you compared that probably to a lot of countries internationally their turnover would be far lower a percentage and we're going to touch on a few reasons why actually so some of the reasons why we potentially think that teacher turnover is so high in the UK um, and the research has found is that time spent on teaching and compared to admin work is unbalanced shall we say and teachers end up spending more time away from the classroom and away from planning classroom activities and doing more administrative work which to me is remarkable when you think about it but that was actually backed up by the OECD um, international survey on education within England saying that teachers workload their workload was actually more to do with not actually teaching and not being in the classroom so it shows that they're under quite a lot of pressure from other factors that we'll, that we'll touch on as well yeah and I think again it ties nicely and we've we've discussed many times but teacher autonomy particularly and from our experiences going abroad to even Northern Ireland mm-hmm. the teachers over there they're having such a vague curriculum as it were and more of an outline but leaving individual teachers to cater to the needs of their classroom it pays dividends because when you go across and you speak to the teachers their job satisfaction and their enthusiasm for teaching is nothing I've ever seen in England in any of the schools I've been to. Well considering it's a country that's just been ripped apart by civil war it's incredible to see the areas that we actually went to um, deprived deprived areas probably been hit hardest the kids were happy and the teachers were very happy like you would have experienced as well like when we went into the staff room and stuff it, it was like we'd been working there for about 10 years or something just felt so welcome and just at home really yeah and it it links into that work-life balance and that relationship working relationship with your colleagues and I think from the experiences I've had in some schools whether that's volunteering or on placements experiencing that relationship does seem to be more difficult from my personal experience and other schools or other people may disagree and we'd love for you to get in touch and and by all means tell me I'm wrong please but just going off my experience that's kind of what I've come across and so when I went into that environment in Northern Ireland and spoke to the teachers about their job and the curriculum and the level of autonomy they have in the classroom it was it was so eye-opening to see. But one of the interesting things about that was when I was speaking to the teacher she said the accountability of what they teach and what their children achieve isn't down to what um, how they perform in tests they then further look at what what is their circumstance what's their personal circumstances at home so it, it's to do with the child's individual needs and also their home life so that is all taken into consideration so they very much put at the top of the agenda uh, the child's well-being and how that impacts on, on their learning and I think that that touches on the pressures of workload in the UK compared to 
in a country like Northern Ireland where their curriculum is very cross-curricular. It discusses a lot about well-being. It has very minimal, it has continuous assessment, but not actual league tables or performances or yearly sats or testing. And that difference, I think, contributes to... It takes away the element of teaching to the test, essentially. Exactly, yeah. And I think that that is vitally important for teachers to manage their workload and maintain a, a well-rounded work-life balance, which obviously is contributing to their job satisfaction. I mean, you, you touched on as well uh, an interesting point regarding uh, colleague relationships, but we can also go a bit further with supportive school management. Now, I, I was lucky when I worked in the school that I did for two years that the SLT were really supportive and the head teacher was really supportive of me considering I, I was a nobody essentially. Um, yeah, they integrated me into the school really well. Well, I, th I thought, I, I think I was accepted anyway. Just, just about. <laughs> yeah, but the main reason why I'm, I'm here doing what, what I want to do is because, yeah, because of that experience of having good supportive school management uh, and good colleagues essentially behind me. And I think that's so important. Um, I've got a few friends back home um, that when they first started their training or their NQT year, they were in a school where they just didn't get the support from senior management and they really struggled to the point where they were on the edge of jacking it in. And knowing her now and knowing how well she's done by changing schools, she's now ahead of year, um, yeah. absolutely flying and completely loves the job. And I think just seeing that, that difference and that impact that senior management and senior leadership teams can have on yeah. particularly sort of NQTs, PGCE students, I think it just goes to show that they play such a vital role in supporting us, as it were, managing our workload and managing our career, basically. Yeah, I think another interesting thing that impacts on well-being is parents. Now, now when, when you mention parents to teachers, every single one of them just shivers. They're like, we just don't, they're so unpredictable. You don't know what you're going to get. Do you know what the ironic thing is? Because you're going to touch on this, because I think you've got a stat for this a little bit later on, but since the pandemic... So. I've got to find one now. <laughs> <laughs> i put you on the spot now. <laughs> but since the uh, COVID-19, the actual appreciation of teachers has gone up within society. And I think there's a lot more respect for what teachers achieve and what they do with children, especially 30 of them within the classroom. So maybe parents will decide to just give teachers just a little, little bit of less slack when it when it comes to school. Yeah, well, I think you're right. You know, I've, surprisingly, I've actually got the stat here, and it does say that since lockdowns happened, um, fifty percent of teachers feel that their job's more important and more valued outside of of school now as a result. Which again is, I think, it's really important to recognise that teachers are still are now starting to be valued. Um, members of society and members of the economy and I don't think that was the case before now we won't touch on politics because that's a completely different episode but it's just interesting to see how the perception of society influences how teachers maybe feel about their job role and job value. Well to be fair I've, I've got quite an interesting story regarding like parent relationship because actually it was one of the main factors to why I took the job at the school when I when I went to be a PE assistant and then got on to be a PE coordinator. Um, so for my apprenticeship, uh, I worked in a number of different schools ranging from village, uh, private, inner city schools. And I remember one distinctive week, I think this was about two weeks maybe before I got offered the job in the Easter. And on the Monday, I had an after school club at this private school and a fight had literally broken out 
at like the start of the of the session where basically yeah i i don't even know what happened these kids were just fighting so i went went to go sort it out by just splitting it up and i, I just said they weren't to participate in in the after school club session you horrible man <laughs> they've just been, they've been fighting i was scared for myself more than anything taking away their privilege how rude <laughs> well given the conversation that 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 follows that's pretty, pretty much what happens mate um so anyway gets to the end of the session and have the delight of talking to the two separate parents who both go along with the, the following line that it's not possible their children are angels uh they wouldn't do something like that and i was like i've just literally witnessed your children physically assaulting each other um so yeah i, I honestly mate the one time or many on the few occasions that i've been left speechless I think I was actually speechless. Like, usually I have an answer for everything. I wish, this, I, I wish I was there. But in this moment, I was like, what? I was like, I'm literally, why would I come to you and say they've been in a fight? Why Why would I go out my way to, like, say that? Like, that's just not something that any teacher probably wants to do. No, absolutely. It does, it does seem a bit um, surreal. Yeah, but the, the ironic thing was, so a couple of days later, the school that, that I eventually got the job at, they did an after-school club and it was a football session and there was this kid who I'd, I, had, I had a really good relationship with both his parents and him um, when I got the job but we were doing this session and I'd given him about four warnings because he was just he was just having one of his days he was just sulking mate like yeah, he was just doing my nothing sounds familiar <sighs> wow this is like me with you when you, have, <laughs> when you have a bad day I'll give you warnings like don't <laughs> don't, yet... don't ruin my day mate <laughs> yeah. don't ruin my day absolute head loss <laughs> 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 you just know now, just leave. I know, I just, just got to wait, wait it out now. <laughs> just give him a couple minutes, he'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what I did with this, uh, with this, with this kid. To be fair, but yeah, it just got to the point where I was like, "Look, you need to do something. Here, otherwise, I'm just going. You're not going to join in the game." And yeah, he, he did it a fifth time, and I sat him out, and I was like, "I'm going to have to talk to your parents. Like, you need to like know my expectations, and your parents like need to be aware of like you're not following those expectations." So I was like, right, who's picking you up? And he pointed directly to where his mum had been sat for the whole session. Instantly, like, heart dropped, mouth wide open. I was like, oh. After the Monday that I had of, like, speaking to the parents about... Panic phys- stations yeah, straight away. physical fighting and stuff, I was like, I just do not need this anymore. Yeah. Anyway, so I started wandering over to his parents, um, his parent, and... Uh, before I even started say, saying anything, she was like, don't worry, he's an absolute nightmare, I know, so... <laughs> absolute dream when that oh. happens, isn't it? <laughs> Mate, but that, that was one of the main reasons why I took the job, because that particular parent, but to be fair, the, the kids in that school and the parents, yeah, class, and they were they were really good with me, so, yeah, that's quite an interesting story to how that yeah. impacted on me. Yeah, and it's great It's great to have them positive relationships with, with parents. I mean, I'm lucky enough to be tutoring at the moment, and the parent is wonderful. She's just so engaging like I say leaves it up to me lets me sort of plan what I'm doing and, and things like that and yeah just it makes such a big difference to teaching really I think and them understanding and trusting your ability to behaviour manage and, and get them to where they need to be so yeah absolutely a vital point that you've made there there's a couple of um, other key factors that we want to highlight as well that's that we found in some other research papers as well you touched on the 
the work-life balance, which is quite interesting because actually it was found that teachers who left the profession would even go to the extent where they would go go find a job which was being paid less, which is staggering really because... Yeah, considering it's not the most well-paid job as it is. We're going into a job that's undervalued already. So. Yeah, I think it just sums it up really, to yeah. be honest. And like you say, in terms of work-life balance, we've got some of the research here that we've we've found is suggesting that teachers are spending 11 and a half hours on planning, yet they're spending 13 hours on administrative tasks. And it seems that from the research, primary teachers are more affected as a result, which to me is pretty sad to be honest, because I don't really want to be going into a job where I'm spending over half my time doing tasks which aren't going to benefit myself or the kids in my class so i think it's quite simple the more time you have with the children the more impact and more of a difference you're going to make i don't think it's rocket science yeah even saying that from a someone's not even qualified yet i think that's just probably what every teacher thinks yeah 100 percent. so having said that before we touch on the solutions some of the research has found that overall teachers were very happy and cheerful with their career that's over 50 percent and i think that shows that whilst obviously there are negatives to the job and we're going to try and talk about them now with, with the workload and managing workload, as we've discussed. At the end of the day, there are still plenty of positives, which we are going to always try and keep a positive spin, offer some solutions and recommendations going forward. And hopefully we can all benefit from these discussions and these conversations about situations like wellbeing and workload and how they can impact and work together. Yeah, exactly. Well, some of the solutions that we came across were to do with education reform really wasn't it so because obviously well-being is such a well now and even before it's such an important factor not just to pupils but to teachers as well there's discussion that there should be that well-being should be integrated into the curriculum for both pupils and teachers and i think that's a vital step and it would make a vital statement almost to where we value things like mental health and well-being in both students and teachers because at the moment is there enough time discussed on it is there enough talk about it probably not well from my experience like from being in school like you'll probably know we had circle time which was led by a TA for example in the afternoon like if it's really going to be yeah, by the way shout out to the TAs yeah yeah do a great job which... oh, I'm not going to go at them yeah, yeah. I'm just saying if, if there is going to be a fundamental change teachers need to be involved in these conversations but also as well something else that was suggested that SLT need to be trained on emotional intelligence and well-being of their staff as well so again that conversation is promoted within within the school environment 100% and I think that if you push SLTs and head teachers to understand well-being more and maybe talk about it themselves teachers will again feel more comfortable going to them about with issues that they might be experiencing in their daily routine or in their class as well as their own mental well-being, juggling around workloads, work-life balance, things like that. I think addressing them situations and addressing them conversations from the top down, I think would be really important. Having said that, again, me and you like to discuss about international comparisons and from the research that we've done in over our two years, a lot of the countries that seem to be doing really well have already integrated well-being and social emotional development into their curriculum the likes of finland the likes of northern ireland the likes of wales they've got a real high opinion of well-being and where it should be and how it flows through holistic development first isn't it yeah Yeah. exactly and i think that 
in terms of changing policy and changing the curriculum would be hugely beneficial not just to children's well-being but also to teachers well-being because the more they can understand about the subject about helping children surely that's going to be beneficial to them as well i think as well it's important to recognize that even though the stats we said at the start about one fifth leaving after a year and a third leaving after before before their fifth year essentially yeah it's important to recognize as well that after five years 70 percent of those teachers actually stay in the profession and after 10 years 61 percent of those stay in the profession so it's about building those foundations early on in teachers to create to give them that support that they need so that they can be successful because it's proven in the stats that there are a lot of teachers that remain in the profession but well we're not in a uh, time now where we can afford to be losing good quality teachers or simply teachers who've had who have a real passion about teaching and then decide to leave because of other factors not to do with the children and the actual teaching side of it and not only good quality teachers but good quality people yeah, yeah. period i mean i mean if people are caring and and putting themselves in situations where they're caring for people's well-being whether that's a child's well-being or their staff member's well-being a colleague's well-being even their own well-being i think that just shows the level of person you are and you're dealing with and i think all teachers probably have them thoughts and concerns and feelings towards you know social emotional development so i think like you say it's just about building them foundations early doors so teachers feel like once they step into profession like us and we will be doing we feel comfortable and confident about talking about issues that we may find difficult and might might strike difficult conversations and that does move on really to sort of our personal experiences now both of us shared different experiences at university um, particularly around the subject of workload and I'll let you discuss your story further because I think yours is really beneficial to people uh, out there listening I'm sure there'll be many people that feel the same way you did through their university life and as well their PGC and NQT years whereas me I obviously changed from being full-time so going back to university and then having to juggle that with the part-time job took a little bit of adjusting but for me personally I've always been one to kind of put my hand up and ask for help and while sometimes being vocal like myself is can be a negative I feel, I feel like in that instance it's definitely served me well it's been very beneficial for me to older and wiser mate that's what you are I know the, the lack of hair is suggesting <laughs> that the, the receding hairline is killing me um, but yeah, I think like that's benefited me hugely over the last couple of years, especially with university. You know, once I kind of managed that workload and spoke to my tutors and my friends and people at work, helped get that balance. I ended up sort of the last eighteen months of it really striving and thriving in that environment. And I think, to be honest, from my personal experience, that's that communication is what's led yeah. me to live a fairly easy sort of life for university. Mm-hmm. I think. It's really important for both me and Matt that we do get our personal experiences across in this podcast, in any episode when we can, because we want to make it personal, we want to make it engaging, even behind the research and stats, like we are just two normal average lads. Average being the word, very average. (laughs) Extremely positive, but like, we're gonna have our moments and stuff, but we want you to know that you're probably not the only one who's gonna have a bad week or struggling and we won't be able to resonate with you and just be open and honest about it and just so you know it's it's okay yeah 100 percent. that's yeah basically why we're here to be honest yeah 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 so similar to matt obviously um i transitioned from a nine to five job effectively and into uni 
like everyone, everyone has stuff going on in their life. People choose to deal with it differently. People choose to fit, uh, to face it in front of it, essentially. My way of dealing with, with it was to hold down three jobs at uni, which I can tell you now is not a strategy and does not work. I don't think I'd ever want to do three jobs in a year, <laughs> never mind. Mate, that was daily. the headspace I was in. I, was, I convinced myself that that was the thing to do. It was, it was madness. It was yeah. stupid. And like, as everything, well, when you have things going on in your life, at some point, everything is just going to hit at, the, at, one po- at one point. And then I think it was just after Christmas this year, in our final year of uni, everything just, yeah, fell apart pretty much. And I was in, yeah, a really, really bad place. I went from loving teaching, PE, doing my breakfast club and stuff, the, the thing that w- got me into uni essentially, to absolutely despising getting up and hating it and yeah. just really, really struggling. Even though, well, I say my work didn't get was impacted on, it did because of how I was probably with people. Like I was just not in a good space, so I didn't really want to talk to people. Yeah, <laughs> shock. Yeah, <laughs> you don't do that now. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nothing changes to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. So yeah, so my I was still turning up to work, but that took so much effort and time for me to actually do. The thing that was impacted on the most of my uni work, and you know this more than anyone that during one of the modules after Christmas like I just didn't turn up to uni which isn't like me at all yeah well I remember talking to you one morning on the way to a seminar and you said yeah yeah I'll I'll meet you outside or I'll meet you in there hour goes by absolutely no sign of you rang you up and I was like where are you and you made some excuse up at the time and but that that... alarm bell started ringing a bit but not not much you know I just thought classic just like tired from work maybe yeah but that, that that was it though that happened like on so many occasions where and even when I didn't even tell you, after my breakfast club, I'd drive to uni, park up, just break down and cry, stay in my car, drive home, just yeah. get into bed, force myself to go to work, get into bed, and that was it. And that was literally what I was doing over and over. And yeah, I think, I don't I don't, I don't know why it happened, but like we, we were in Manhattan one time, weren't we? So I'm a cheeky pint at 12 o'clock. Uh, you do student life <laughs> the easy life yeah yeah, yeah. good life mate. <laughs> the good life and I was like I don't know I was I wasn't in a good place but I was like in an okay place yeah. that day so I was like I'm just gonna well I didn't tell you what was going on I just said this is what's been going on and this is, this is how I've been feeling and yeah like that that spiraled things really to get to change things yeah and I think after we had that conversation for me obviously I was shocked but I did see a change in your sort of what you were up to, sort of your attitude towards university, just being more on time, your time management was better, your ability to kind of manage the workload was better. And I think having that initial conversation with me, or it could have been anyone, just happened to be me, but may have started that process and made you start to realise how you could manage your workload. Well, be- well, because of that, I, I went and spoke to the, the tutor who was leading the course. But the thing for me, like, I was just like embarrassed and ashamed to talk about it because that was the place that I was in. But yeah, after talking to you about what was going on, yeah, it was easy to open out, uh, like, reach out to my tutor who was class. To be fair to her, yeah, she she was really good. Like, offered all the support, and it's just like it's weird because it's like, why was I worried? Like, yeah, and like you said, just talk, just talk to people, like especially in your training year, like your mentor's there to support you, your university's there to support you. And more important than anything, like your mates are there to support you. Like they're not gonna they're not gonna turn around and be like, 
well, you're an idiot. If I'm not turning around calling you an idiot, yeah. then you, most, happens on, most, re- happens on most days, to be honest with you. Most people should be fine, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like you say, it's, it is about opening up and managing your well-being. And I think for you, obviously, you had that personal experience and knowing you so well as I do now, you've come out the other side. Um, we've obviously got your degree first class, which is amazing. Class. Yeah, class, exactly. And you're obviously managing your life and your work so much better now and that and that workload has become a lot easier and moving into your PGC year and your teacher training year like that's going to be hugely beneficial to you and again it just shows to us like how important it is to communicate and, and talk to people about the struggles or the issues that you're having with with your work and, and with your life. I think I think something else that's important to highlight as well like obviously this pandemic and lockdown has been like horrendous it has it's been it's been shocking and I was actually slightly worried about going into it considering where, where I'd been but like it's given me a chance to like reflect on what is important and what I can do to like just be happy and just be good and I think it's really important now that people spend this time now knowing what it is that makes them happy so when we go into our training years when we go back to our full-time jobs that people have that good work-life balance and I'm, I, don't, I don't need to tell you what I need what I do because everyone's it works, different. Yeah, it works for me, and it might be different. So that's not going to help. But but everyone knows what it is that that's going to help them. It's just about having that positive mindset, isn't it? And reassuring yourself that you are good at your job, you are doing the right things. Yeah. You, if you are having a bad day, it's completely normal. You're not alone to have that bad day. And that's why we're opening up on this podcast because it's important for you guys to realise that we have those days as well, essentially. Yeah. And, or or what you can do to to help help really. And yes, yeah, like I say, it moves on to sort of. We've come up with a few potential solutions that people might want to use and personally that we found really helpful to us. Obviously, we've talked about communication, which to me is the ultimate solution to most problems in terms of if you can open up and have a conversation, have a discussion with people who people are always willing to help. Our tutors, our pastoral team, our friends, our, our co-workers have been you know so helpful to us even setting this podcast up oh yeah and I, I think that shows that like if you open out and you reach out to people and engage with people they will respond in a positive way mm-hmm. so for me like that's a really that's a really big one going into your pgc or your nqt or just going back to school as a teacher yeah i think that's that's really really important i also as well because i i have had a few people like ask or oh, what what can we do to like prepare and stuff on my actual personal uh, Instagram handle I've got a checklist it says PGC checklist but even if you're doing a normal training route without uh, associated to a university uh, it, it applies to you as well so have, have a check out check out of that just to plug that back in that is at Mr underscore G underscore 14 more about the clout mate I know yeah it's all, <laughs> all about the followers um, but no like I say you're much better at that sort of resourceful life as it were than I am I'm not really that hands on yet which I'm, I'm working on but yeah for guys that want to check out, check that out. It will be really beneficial because he knows what he's talking about. I promise. Surprisingly, it's the nicest thing I think you've ever said to me. To be fair, I know you gave me the sub story, so I had to be nice, didn't I? <laughs> 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 that is shocking. Leads <laughs> <laughs> uh, nicely into our CPD recommendation section, where we've obviously we'll be posting all the research papers and documents that we've talked about through the episode and they'll be posted through the week on both Twitter and Instagram so keep an eye out for them. Fortunately Sam's mum Maria has kindly donated a couple of suggestions to us which we feel will be beneficial to 
developing your mental well-being, um, which I think people might find interesting. So I know you want to talk about a couple and I'll talk about one at the end. Yeah, just, just to add as well that my mum is also a counsellor, which is why I actually asked her for the CPD recommendation. She's not just a... Uh, well, she's not just my mum, essentially. <laughs> she, want, she, she, does, she does have a job. Yeah. She didn't just want a shout-out on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they range from uh, academic books to fictional stories. Um, so the first one is called The Boy, The Mole, The Fox and The Horse. My mum says this is really inspiring and uplifting, and it focuses on the decisions that they have to make within their life. Um, obviously, some of the decisions they have to make are difficult, but it's yep. how they cope with it. Um, together and how they actually react to each other so yeah, yeah nice. that's one of the books that she recommended do you want to read the other one and then I'll do the academic one uh, yeah so the the other book my mum recommended was The Book of Joy uh, by Desmond Tutu and the Dalai Lama um, this is this is based on the discussion of the two men about kindness and happiness in a world of suffering I'm also just like to point out that I'm really happy that I managed to pronounce those names right because that's taken us about 18 attempts to get that right. <laughs> that will be on the outtakes as well, so. Yeah. And Matt, Matt, Matt refused to let me pass it on to him. He was like, nope, you got to keep going at it. <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm not even attempting the author of my next recommendation. No, no, no. It's happening. I don't even know what his name is. Chex Meyer or something like that, it's called. But the book is called The Flow, The that Psychology. It's nowhere near what his last name is. Give it a go. I haven't got it written down. <sighs> Shocking. So I'm not going to try and pronounce the next or uh, the author of the next book suggested because, frankly, when you read it, you'll see why. <laughs> um, but I've used this author in some of my assignments this year, and the book itself is called The Flow: The Psychology of Happiness, and it's a more academic book which I personally like reading. But basically, gives an outlook or an idea of supposedly how to live a more meaningful life, which you may not find interesting at all, but if you like to get deeper Deep, yeah. deeper into the psychological element of well-being, these three suggestions are really, really good ones. And like I say, just thanks, thanks to your mum for sending them across because I'm sure that people will benefit from them massively and I know both myself and you will. And it moves nicely to future episodes. Now, we touched on it earlier, there's some exciting news. And um, since actually we started recording this episode, um, he's been back in touch with us to basically confirm that we can do the interview with him and it's a done deal which is really exciting so we look forward to welcoming Professor Jonathan Glazard into a future episode who is a professor at our university but recently has been advising 10 Downing Street how to come out of the pandemic um, and looking out for teacher well-being which we'll be discussing with him alongside some of his his other topic areas which involve inclusion and well-being as well so really excited and really grateful for him to come on and we're looking forward to speaking to him also just just a massive shout out to him as well for actually giving us some of his time because we appreciate how busy he actually, he's actually been especially when he's been down to Downing Street uh, and advising them yeah definitely and I think moving forward it's it'll give the mini series a really good broad perspective and like I say touching on the mini series we're also looking to get other PGC trainee students as well as existing teachers and also hopefully we'll be able to get someone from SLT across to interview and again just give that broad perspective on well-being. And how to prepare really for training and also if you're going into your teaching year, uh, if you've got your first job this year, how, what, what to do to 
make your life as easy as possible really even yeah. though it probably will be difficult yeah and again <laughs> just gives you that gives you that idea of what to expect and what to look forward to as well and I'm sure yeah. they'll give us a positive spin on we're trying to keep everyone happy yeah basically including ourselves <laughs> so to round off the episode really I mean for me personally I felt like that really, really well it was really beneficial the subject again hugely important to both of us and I think you sharing your stories it's going to be really powerful and hopefully resembles a, a lot of people out there that may not feel they can open up about struggling with workload and their own well-being so first of all thanks to you for sharing that story with us and the listeners it's like I say really really important and moving forward I think it's going to be beneficial for people that are tuning in yeah well I 100%, 100% agree I think it's a really really important topic that we discussed and obviously from the feedback that, that we received like we said at the start of the episode it was something that everyone wanted yeah. to be discussed and yeah um, I've actually found the research really fascinating and quite worrying uh, still that nothing significantly has changed in regards to the stats for teacher turnover um, so hopefully with this podcast going out even though the stats maybe aren't in our favour uh, going into teaching hopefully listening to this will give us some more preparation yeah um, we'll we'll be one of the 70 percent in 10 years time that's the plan that's that's the plan mate isn't it i'll be gone before five years <laughs> <laughs> gone out the door see you in a bit um we'll just round off with our handles um because obviously we'd love to hear your feedback and get in touch with us tell us how you think you've done whether we've got better or worse from the pilot episode so so again on instagram where you probably find us being most vocal and active You'll find us on At The Teachers Of Tomorrow, which is, of course, the podcast channel. Equally, if you want to get in touch with us individually, Sam's handle is at Mr. Underscore G Underscore 14. And myself is at The Alternative Teacher Underscore. Again, if you want to get in touch via Twitter, our Twitter handle is at Capital T, lowercase of, capital T, capital P, odd. So, at T of T pod. I would just say on that note as well, if anyone on Instagram has a Twitter account as well, just let us know or just follow us and we'll just follow you back because we're looking to be more active on there <laughs> yeah 100 percent. um and like i say we'd love to hear your thoughts and feedback on how we're getting on and any further suggestions moving forward to enhance the subject and the mini series on teacher well-being um, i mean e- even on this episode if if you feel like you want to share your story with with our channel or with us please get in touch contact with us and just yeah just share share it with us yeah so there we are sam second episode done we'll wrap that up there like i say really enjoyable episode i feel like hopefully we've moved forward in the right direction yeah well i think well we'll see by the numbers won't we yeah (laughs) (laughs) whether they go down um but no like i say cheers guys thanks for listening in sam pleasure as always mate cheers mate